Welcome into the show, ladies and gentlemen, the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. Let's go. All the fantasy baseball talk you need starts right now. What's going on, guys? E-Man here coming at you with Triple A Fantasy Doc. We got Marty Party. We got Elsie Little Cheesecake in the house, you. Tonight, week five of the fantasy baseball season's underway. Fellas, how are we doing tonight? Marty, I got to say, I felt I, I kind of was connected to you because I had Spencer Torkelson on my redraft points league team up until a couple days ago, and I finally said, it is time. I got to cut bait with this dead weight yeah. on my team. Did I do the right decision? I think so at this point. And um, for context, our 10-team home league, it's a categories league. He has been dropped by my buddy Big Ben. It was a, it was a sad day. We hate to see it happen. But um, he's not seeing the ball well. As I was telling you guys before we hopped on here, he's 0-2 every time I blink. It's just been a tough run for the Tigers. Yeah, it's hard to drop someone like that. Obviously, you're not doing it in a dynasty league. But redraft Ooh. leagues, I think it's it's about time 12 teams in less. Doc, your birthday's next week. You already got your plans figured out. Are you? Uh, do you have anything in particular that you're looking forward to the most next week? Not working on my birthday. It's always nice to have a random Thursday off. Yeah, that's very fair. It's like, uh, are you taking off Friday? Uh, it depends how hungover I am. I already you told should already that. prepare to take off. <laughs> and of course, LC in the house. Uh, I promise you, he's beautiful and. Um, for those that are tuning in for the first time, you don't see that, but I can guarantee you, uh, you're missing out on that hairy, handsome face there. Elsie, how are you doing? I- I'm good. I'm a little bit anxious because uh, I, you know, you guys know I always throw in something stupid. I say it right before we start recording. I forgot that you don't start right off with the, the song now, which always saves me <laughs> because. So I'm gonna have to wait until I download and listen to see if my dumb comment right before we started is the very first thing that starts our show tonight. Uh, so I, I, I'm I'm a little bit anxious about that, but you know I'm cutting it off the podcast. It's not going to make it on the podcast. That's all uh, I know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't remember what I don't remember what it was. You guys remember what it was? It's never important. It's a, it's a golden nugget. Remember. Yeah, <laughs> it's a golden nugget. That's fair. I'll listen back on the YouTube when we're done with this. But uh, as we said, it's week five, so. Tons of great stuff happening. Tons of players getting called up since our last show, actually. Uh, which, for people that love diving into prospects, it's like Christmas. We're seeing batters start performing better. I think we saw a record low offense in April. May is kind of now rolling around. We're seeing those offenses slowly emerge. And it's good because we want players in fantasy to produce. And our hitters have not. But as we always do, of course, we'll have our full rundown with players catching our eye. We'll have a the, uh, of course, art segment, which is the uh, Bring Out Your Dead, and our most added, most dropped. We've got waiver wire pickups. We've got hitting and pitching streamers. So much great stuff on the show as we do every single week. But as always, we got to start, kick things off with the rundown. All right. And they always, as we said, we start out with players that wowed us, giving us this reaction. Every single time we look at these lines, and these are as of Wednesday morning. So I do have one game as far as dated in these stats. But when you uh, have a full-time job, sometimes it's hard to stay on top <laughs> of that completely here. But we first we have Josh Naylor, who over his last seven games, 417, 444, 875 slash, three home runs, 14 RBIs, four runs, two doubles, a walk, and three Ks. Now, two homers and eight RBIs came in one game against the Chicago White Sox, which, to be honest with you, that might have been some of the most clutch home run hitting I've ever seen from a player to be able to hit a grand slam to tie the game and then to hit a three-run home run in extra innings to give him a win. And on top of that, he's only striking out 13% of the time this season, which is top 10% in all of baseball. Marty, I'm going to go to you first because you're the knowledgeable one on this show. Do you think Josh Naylor is worth the speculative ad in anything 12 teams or deeper. Absolutely, because you guys, and as you know, for offense being down so much, you're looking for anybody that's hot who's hitting the ball. And um, Naylor was actually the first person ever to hit a grand slam and a three-run homer um, in the ninth inning and then afterwards. So, uh, yeah, absolutely incredible game. He's looking good for the uh, for the Guardians. Their offense continues to go. 
incredible, right? Because I think many of us thought that offense was going to be one of the worst in baseball. And it's been one of the best. And it's almost to the point now where they're benching Fran Mill Reyes just because he's not performing. And they have so many guys like Stephen Kwan, like Owen Miller, kind of guys that are just obviously Josh Naylor, guys that are you didn't expect to produce and are out there every day making them so they can't get benched. They're just out there producing for this team. Very shocking to start the year, to say the least. Another player that very interesting, because we've seen this from him before, and I don't know if it's going to stay or not, but we've seen stretches from Manuel Margot, who over the last seven days, a 500, 550, 1,000 slash line, three home runs, 10 RBIs, four runs, two doubles, a uh, strikeout, and four stolen bases over the last seven days. A 349 expected batting average is the top 1% of baseball, a 12.6% K rate, and much improved versus breaking pitches this season. Ground balls are also way down with line drives way up this season. He's getting a lot of playing time for the Rays right now, LC. And mm-hmm. somebody that, obviously with the stolen base upside, in Roto Leagues, you have to be taking a look at. Do you think this could be something that sticks, or are we just something that's going to be just riding him out while he's hot? Um, I think it's going to, I think he's, he's, uh, it's going to stick. I am concerned about this day to day status. He hasn't started the last two days due to, uh, due to a hamstring injury. I don't know if that's going to affect his running in the near future. I think over the long term, he has been hitting very well and he performed pretty darn good for, for them last season. He's a guy who I was expecting 10 10 from this year because I wasn't sure the playing time, but, um, with with low going down to the minor leagues, there might be less people up there to just steal games from him, give him a more more opportunity to uh, to get more playing time. Because really, the playing time was the only thing. If he's hitting like this, then they're going to give him the playing time. I think so. I, I'm I'm on board with it. I think he's going to have a good season this year. He's been looked very good so far. He he's really only 27 has. years old, by the way. Yeah, and. Actually striking out a career low this season, 12.6% of the time. The BABIP is a little high at 366. So there is going to be some batting average regression you would expect, but a 176 WRC plus doesn't lie. Like he's, he's really been on top of his game this year. And I think as long as he's healthy, he's going to get a chance to play a lot in the Rays outfield and those stolen bases. I mean, if he's playing every day, like he is four stolen bases in a week, I want to say the leader in stolen bases has like nine this year. Like Julio Rodriguez, I think Julio Rodriguez ten and Jorge Mateo. Yeah, so I mean, he got almost half of that in one week. So that upside alone, just him playing every day with those type of stolen bases, very much a must add, I believe, in any type of league that you're in. Roto category. As someone that was riding heavy with him last year, he does get streaky like this. He hasn't been this hot with four stolen bases in a week. But if you're in a redraft league or in a league where you can trade, I would see if you can get some value for him now. Fair enough. Brandon Drury, who's usually pretty Drury, if we're going to be honest, his last seven games. (laughs) He's pretty Drury. I like that use of his name as an adjective. That's that's pretty good, Mendy. That's what we do here. You know, we we flex things out a little bit. But over his last seven games, 357, 441, 679, slash, two homers, 10 RBIs, eight runs, three doubles, three walks. Did have 11 strikeouts. So the Ks are obviously still a little high. But a 51.6% hard hit rate. And ground ball rates are way down this season than he's had compared to most seasons. The one thing I did note, though, a 251 career batting average, which for somebody that's as much a journeyman as Brandon Drury is, he's shown flashes in the past, and that's not bad. So if he gets an everyday path to playing time, this might be somebody who's worth a speculative ad in your leagues, Doc. Uh, I know Brandon Drury, not somebody that's a sexy name by any means, but what do you think about Brandon Drury? Well, it's interesting you mentioned the playing time because he really hasn't had a full-time role since 2019 with the Blue Jays when he played 120 games. 218, 262, 380, triple slash, 15 homers, 41 RBIs. Um, he played 21 games last year, or 51 games last year, 21 in the short season. If he's getting the playing time and in Cincinnati, they're not going to win games, but he's going to get at bats, which is important. I think, yeah, you play him. He's in a hitter-friendly ballpark. I think if they rebuild, then he's, you know, unless he gets flipped at the deadline, like you said, the, the flashes are there. 251 isn't going to tank your batting average in a five by five league. Pick them up. Yeah. You got to sometimes with hitters, you just got to stream them when they're hot and they're getting playing time. And that's the case with him. 
that I get the hard hit rate, 51.6%, top 10% of the league. He's also got a 397 Woba, top 7% of the league. Uh, Double-digit uh, walk rate, 10.1%. So he is efficient enough in drawing some walks. And even though he's he's not doing really great against breaking pitches this year, the fastballs and the off-speed stuff he's doing very well against. So, again, maybe wanna, not somebody. You want to know an interesting stat? What's that? At this, at this point right now, he's played 26 games and has 99 plate appearances. That would be the fourth mo- most amount of plate appearances in his eight-year career. Wow. I mean, he just needs the playing time. Let's see him produce, right? There we go. Right. All right, Marty, you're up. Tariq Skubal, are we buying in? Last two starts, 13 innings pitch, nine hits, two runs, three walks, 14 strikeouts, a 1.38 ERA, .92 whip over that time. Decreased usage of his four-seam fastball this year with an increase in both his slider and his sinker. And the ground ball rate up 11%. And walk rate down 4.4%. So a lot of great peripheral stats that we're seeing here. But the Tigers pitchers have, pitchers have teased us again and again and again. And I don't know whether to fully buy in on any of these guys. What the heck are we doing with Tariq Skubal? I think we see Skubal taking that next step as a fantasy pitcher. And I wrote about it um, in Vantrax last week because he was one of the, uh, the guys I was kind of riding on. And he looked really good there. So what we're seeing is an improved slider. And then he's saying that that's the biggest key to his success is being able to move that in and out of the, the strike zone that's leading to all of his other pitches um, getting over better. I mean, he's not walking people at all. I mean, his walk percentage is in the 86th percentile. His XERA is in the 82nd percentile. Now, as far as how much of a buy-in, is he a top 10 pitcher for moving forward? No. You know, I think he's somewhere still around top top 40, top 50. In Roto Leagues with the high upside in Ks, but I think we are seeing him take that next step. So we'll see over the next few months how, how it plays out. I think he can move into the top 30, top 35 pitchers if he continues something like this, but I wouldn't go full in, no. Marty, every single time he sees a Tigers pitcher performing. Oh, yeah. Performing well. Performing well. <laughs> uh, Tariq Skubal was my favorite of Matt Manning and Casey Mize and himself. I think he had the the best stuff there for the major leagues. And that, you know, under three, I don't know if that's going to stick, but very much right now, somebody that you should at least speculate at and watch and see what he does. Uh, We got a comment from our buddy Lucas checking in here. Favorable upcoming matchups, I think pick him up and maybe start him for a couple good chances at wins. I don't trust him against more competitive batting teams. I think that's the right call. I think kind of that's what you're saying as well, Marty. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Just, I mean, we'll see how he does against those, um, uh, against those teams. Fair enough. Reed Detmers, another hot name. Last start versus the Tampa Bay Rays, nine innings pitched, zero hits, zero runs, one walk and two Ks. That's a equivalent to a no hitter, ladies and gentlemen. But what was very interesting was 10 whiffs on only a hundred or only 10 whiffs on 108 pitches, three on his curveball, which was considered his, his best strikeout pitch going into the big leagues this season. And in strikeouts in general, he's been very underwhelming. Only 20 batters in 31 innings pitched this year. Obviously, he's the Angels need pitching, and he's going to stick around in that rotation with the amount they need it. But he's been a little underwhelming, and I think this start could potentially have people jumping to go grab him if he's available. But I don't know if I necessarily buy in LC. Is he somebody that you're, if you see he's a free agent in a 10 or 12 team league that you're rushing to pick up? I think for his next start, I'd be avoiding playing him. I would pick him up because I think that he has a good, uh, a good hold on the rotation spot for a team that I think is going to be pretty good this year. But he threw 108 pitches. There was some research done recently, uh, on the game after no hitters. Generally, the more pitches you throw to get to your no hitter, the worse your next start is going to be. It's like a, there's, I mean, it's a correlation. It's not going to be perfect. But um, his next start, he threw 108 pitches. That's more than he normally throws. I would expect a little bit of fatigue in his next start. Um, so, but I think that, you know, I've picked him up. I've used him uh, in, 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 as a streamer earlier this season. I think he's the type of player that you should pick up right now as a roster streamer. Um, Tampa Bay isn't hitting very well lately. So we have to remember that. So this was a, a good win for him. He was pitching great. As you saw, though, he's not getting the Ks. 
and he really was doing against a team that's kind of kind of been sputtering lately on the offensive end. So um, I think pick him up, but curate his use. Use him against the easier offenses. Good point there. And Lucas adds that Detmers is a possible sneaky pickup for two-star opportunity next week. Uh, I pulled up the Fantasy Pros two-star pitchers, and as I see it right now, they do not have him lined up for two starts. They have him going against Tampa Bay again. I believe that is on Tuesday. The uh, or no, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong week here. So week they, six, ESPN has him Monday at Rangers. They have a Monday at Rangers. I see Detmers also. Yeah, Monday at Rangers, and they have a six man rotation. The Angels mm-hmm. do. So I don't know if any Angels pitchers usually get two starts, but definitely keep an eye on case they they do use him for two. But right now, I don't think that's the case. But we can see how that plays out for sure. Next guy on this list is somebody I picked up in a home league and somebody that LC rode two starts last week to success and kind of a little bit coming out of no here there and Josh Winder here. Last two starts, 12 innings pitch, five hits, one run, one walk, 15 strikeouts. He actually, I did not check his final line today. I saw he gave up three runs and it was the fourth inning against the Astros. Yeah, do, you want, do, you, do you want me to break it to you? Oh my God! What was his final line, Eric? I mean, it wasn't awful. It's three point one innings, six hits, three earned, three walks, two Ks. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, so this obviously does not include that start. It's not standard out on... bad. No, it's not. Why you're always breaking bad news to me on this show? That I don't like that. Okay. Bring me some good news right. once in a while. Sixteen whiffs on eighty pitches against Oakland, but we're seeing Oakland one of the worst offenses in baseball. So take that with a grain of salt. He had a point. A one one four batting average against and a thirty seven percent whiff rate against the slider this season. He's somebody that I think is a meh pitcher who should get opportunities with Chris Paddock getting moved now to the sixty day IL. That if he's at least somewhat decent, he should be able to get some run in the rotation. But I will tell you that he's not somebody I think I'm breaking the bank to go get. What do you think, Doc? I think he's like you put it, put it perfectly. He's a streamer. Two good games against the Oakland and Tampa Bay. He only went six innings though. So he's not giving you that really long starting uh, pitching appearance that you're looking for. But we we saw what he did against a marginally good offense today. Not able to get out of the fourth inning. Definition of streamer in my eye. Yeah. Somebody you go against bad offenses, I think you can put him in. and Like you said, not a streamer here. This next guy is not a streamer. Juan Yepes, who is coming out guns a-blazing over his last seven games. A 455, 500, 727 slash line. One home run, three RBIs, four runs, three doubles, a walk, and five strikeouts. Did homer last night, so that obviously is not included in here. A modest 20.8% K rate so far this year, and he's locked into playing time. He was I saw in the middle of the lineup the last couple games for the Cardinals, and taking away Albert Pujols is the other person that would be playing at first base, DHing. Uh, he is looks like a rookie that can really make some noise this year, Marty Party. And in the leagues I have him, I'm smiling right now. Yeah, I mean, he's literally leading baseball with the best average. He's been 455 on here. I mean, this is absolutely crazy. And that's a quality, has a qualified at bat <laughs> to back it up. So, I mean, yeah, you got to just keep riding the, the crazy wave for anybody who just randomly scooped him or drafted him in the, you know, the 50 round leagues. Congratulations. It's working out. I'm loving the K rate. That's the thing that I, I was actually worried about the most with him and seeing him keeping it where it's at. The playing time is not going to go anywhere. Like you said, Cool Hulse is not going to push him out if he's continuing to hit. So keep riding it. Uh, 42.9 hard hit percentage so far this year. Two home runs now. Still a 400 batting average. 91.8 exit velocity. A, a 107 max EV. We got a lot of great stuff here to like about Mr. Juan Yepes. Very much liking what we see so far. And hey, we talked it. about him in the prospect. We'll show the call. We, we did. You got to check out the call where we talk about these guys first. Every single Monday, those come out. So he may be my next pickup now that Pena is out day to day. Very much, I think, worth it, Lucas. He, uh, again, I locked into playing time and is producing very much so for the Cardinals right now. Last guy we have to talk about here, Kyle Bradish. Last start against St. Louis, seven innings pitch, four hits, two earned runs, zero walks, 11 strikeouts. Nine whiffs on 20 swings with his slider in that start. And three of six, three starts of six innings with two or runs or less of his four starts this season. Somebody that I, I'm a little skeptical of long term. I think once the league sees him a little bit more, he's going to get hit hard. Also, number 86 is not a sexy number. I don't see that sticking. <laughs> Elsie, Kyle Bradish, what do you think about him? 
Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, he had a that's a that's a really nice start. St. Louis has been hitting a little bit better as of late, so to see him come in and, and just sh- shut him down, um, that that's a really good thing. But uh, and also, I will say, uh, not not but yet, and I will also say that Baltimore has looked much more like. Um, much more like a pitching, uh, pro pitching park. Um, but I, I don't know what to expect from Bradish. He doesn't have a long track record. His K per nine in the minor leagues was always very high. Um, and so I'm not a hundred percent sure what to expect. I, I, I think that, um, I would think of him until I saw one or two more good starts as someone who I would look to stream right now especially after the first and 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 pick him up hoping if he streams and does well again then then i would that would be sort of proof of his his position on the roster but right now he's just he's he's just a you know random pitcher a who did well and and um and we'll see what happens after game two uh but really looking good for this uh for the first week i didn't have a chance to watch this game but the statistics don't lie. Uh, he, he went out and performed well. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm not 100% sure who he's lined up with to start against next. Um, uh, let me see if I could pull that up. Here I can do quick. that for you, LC, because yeah. I, I love you and I'll, I'll do that for you. Just, yeah, just give it to you. He's lined think- up to, to play, uh, in his next start. So he went against St. Louis on Tuesday. He's lined up to start early week six. So he could be a two start pitcher next week. He's lined up to go against the Yankees mm-hmm. and then Tampa Bay. Yeah, um, I think that's a tough two-start week. Uh, I think anyone would, uh, you know, to get those two starts in a week, even though Tampa Bay has been scuffling, the Yankees actually over the past week have been a little bit down on offense as well. I still think it's 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 a tough start for a, a young pitcher, tough two-start week for a young pitcher, and I probably would not pitch him for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, David? No, I mean, as Albert, Albert should be our schedule guy because he was on that before I could look it up. Um, Albert said Yankees and, and also we talked about the Rays as well. I'm yep. starting Kyle Bradish in those two starts. A little Not sneak a preview. We'll see him as the, in the, take a seat. Ooh, uh, like, Marty, you're a good tease, man. You're, and I'm going to actually take a look too, but I want to see if, if those are on the road or at home. So, but against the Yankees is at home and Tampa is at home. So they're both two home starts. Oh, maybe he pitches on my birthday party. As it lined up, actually, that, that's funny. While we're talking about it now, um, he is lined up to go. No, it will be on. It should be on Saturday. That is it. No, no, no. Wait. One, two, three, four, five. No, I think. No, yeah, I guess he might be going on your birthday. There you go. Uh, I'm going to tweet Kyle Bradish. I just want you to pitch a good game for my birthday. We'll, we'll feature him on the show if he does well <laughs> for that one for you. Uh, all right. Those are just some hitters and pitchers that have caught our eye over the last seven days since we last talked to you guys. Now it's time for a triple play favorite. Time to bring out you dead. That's, that is such a perfect song. I mean, I, I try to, to be helpful with bring out your dead, try to be helpful, carry away the bodies that are clogging up your roster. You're like, I got a dead body here. It's just in the way all the time. Can you come and drag it away? That's what I do. But it is, you know, we're all talking about death here. And that, that, that song does kind of fit. We want to start off today for a, and give a, a bring out your dead, uh, say goodbye to Akil Badu. Uh, we hardly knew you. Uh, we, <laughs> we do have, we have a nickname. Uh, for which which I'm sticking with, I got badooed this past week pretty bad, uh, pretty bad uh, by uh, by sitting Nelson Cruz, and Nelson Cruz got himself a home run this week, but I, I couldn't take it anymore, so I got badooed by Nelson Cruz. But uh, Akil, you got sent down. I hope we haven't seen the last of you. I really hope that we have a four time Akil Badu uh, bring out your dead. So. So we're going to say a, a heartfelt goodbye, but hopefully we'll see you again, Akil. The current Bring Out Your Dead, the first person we want to talk about is this smiling face right here, the name Nikki Lopez. Oof. 
suggested by our our guy Britton. Britton, I'm really feeling for you here. You drafted Nicky Lopez because you wanted some batting average. You drafted Nicky Lopez because you wanted some speed, and you are getting neither batting average nor speed from Nicky Lopez. He was he's been batting ninth. He's dropped to ninth in the batting over order over the last few weeks. He has one stolen base attempt and he's hitting two twelve. Uh, I have put his uh, a picture of his stat cast up for those watching on YouTube or Twitter. For those listening, it stinks. Just to let you know, I'm I'm not going <laughs> to give you the numbers. It's blue like his hat. Uh, it stinks. He's on pace for 75 runs plus RBIs. That is, uh, you know, second catcher level runs plus RBIs right there. Really bad. Nicky Lopez, you're dead. We're dragging you away. Bye-bye, Nicky. We have one more dead body to drag away this week, and that is oh, – we got to pull this up. There he is. Oh, did I do it? I messed it up. Yeah, you That's got so him. Got him you had one job. I'm bad with technology. Robbie Grossman, suggested by our very own Marty Party. Robbie, you have been really poor. You were you are also considered a speed guy. One stolen base, base attempt on the season. At least it was successful. But with that speed, you are supposed to give us some power. We're looking at Robbie Grossman as the 2020 guy you can get after the 10th round or in the 10th round. He has not been giving you the speed. He has not been giving you the power. Robbie has no home runs on this season. He has 19. That's I put nine on the screen. He has 19 runs plus RBIs. That's a pace for 96 on this season, which is you know, barely better than second catcher level in a two-catcher league. At least you can say with Robbie Grossman, he has been leading off still, but the Tigers' offense has not yet begun to pick up, Marty. They they will. Uh, I, I feel hopeful for, for you and for them, and maybe it'll be on Robbie. Once Robbie starts playing well, uh, they'll they'll start hitting well. But as of right now, his decaying corpse is in the corner of your house and just get it out of there. We're going to we'll drag him out to the cart. <laughs> We're going to drag him away to the body pit. Is there a Detroit Tiger who hasn't sucked? Asks Britton Allen. Yes, Tariq Skubal. We just talked about him a few minutes ago. Um, There's like one, so, yeah. Yeah, so so far. Oh, Miguel Cabrera's been hitting well. He's hitting mm-hmm. 300 right now. Poor Marty. Poor there's Marty. a few there's a few there's a few Tigers who have been but, Austin uh, Meadows has been okay, but no, no power yet. That's the last I'll say. <laughs> so this week we have Nikki Lopez and Robbie Grossman sent to the death pit. Uh, thanks for submitting them. We have brought out your dead. I always love that segment here. We'll go from uh, some of the dead folk to some that have been now added to your fantasy teams. And... Over the last week here, these are just from Monday morning, courtesy of CBS. We have Rowdy Telez leading the pack, added in 57% of leagues. George Kirby, 41%. Josh Winder, 34%. Royce Lewis, Austin Gomber, Juan Yepez, Manuel Margot, Ryan Helsley, and Alec Thomas. We haven't talked about Alec Thomas yet. An outfielder in the Diamondbacks organization who was just called up, has already hit a home run, and has a couple hits already in just a few games with them. Somebody that also had five stolen bases so far in the minor league, so he can give you some steals. If you're going to need some steals right away, he's somebody that you could make a speculative ad in those 10 or 12 team leagues. Anything deeper than that, he's probably already rostered, I would think. But somebody that has one of the better prospects for the Diamondbacks, him and Corbin Carroll were the ones most ready to go in the Diamondbacks system. And uh, I like Alec Thomas, so if he's available, someone maybe you could look at. Most dropped... And uh, this one I got it right. Here we go. I like your noise better. <laughs> oh, you did better last week. I did. Most drop. Matt Brash dropped in 29% of leagues. He's demoted to AAA. And looks like he could potentially be a bullpen piece. We don't know about that. I hope he gets another chance to start. Dylan Bundy, 24% of leagues. Joe Adele, 24% of leagues. He was dropped. He actually is crushing AAA pitching right now. So maybe it's only a short-term demotion. Frank Schwindel was demoted and then promoted, dropped to 19% of leagues. Tanner Houck, that one hurt my soul. 
dropped in 19% of leagues and has literally been god awful. So they got to, he's got to figure something out. Hunter Green, 15% of leagues. Matt Barnes, 15% of leagues. And Jerickson Profar dropped in 14% of leagues. I feel like he's been on the most added and dropped. He's like that every year. He just like fluctuates. Yep. Never consistent. Some injuries, some players that have gotten hurt. And just in case you've been living under a rock, just some notable ones here you can see on screen. If you're watching on YouTube, you're listening to the podcast, Michael Waka side, Carson Kelly, an oblique injury, Andrew Vaughn with his hand. He should be back any day now. Aaron Bummer with a knee, David Fletcher, Chris Paddock, who actually just got placed on the 60-day IL, Trevor Larnich, Carlos Correa, his finger did land him on the IL, Mitch Garver for the Rangers with an elbow, so now John Heim should be able to get a lot of time behind the plate, and Edward Olivares for the Kansas City Royals. Guys that are out for 60 days or longer, Roberto Perez, catcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates, 60-day IL, Ken Giles, relief pitcher for the Seattle Mariners, 60-day IL, and Jacob deGrom was moved to the 60-day IL and is only eligible to come off as soon as July 22nd. So it's a little bit longer still for deGrom. Do we think deGrom pitches this season? I do. I think the Mets are going to be in the race and they'll, they'll baby him until like August. That's the only way that I could see them doing it is if they're in contention. Yeah, it's very rough for anybody that drafted Jacob DeGrom, that's for sure, early on. <laughs> MLB transactions, Luis Castillo activated and started Monday, gave you five innings or just a, under five innings of three and run ball. Mariners called up pitcher George Kirby and sent down Matt Bratch. George Kirby had an electric debut. Um, someone that looks very much like a Shane Bieber type of guy with the control that he has and has some strikeout stuff. George Kirby is available in any league that you're in. You need to pick him up ASAP Rocky because George Kirby is the real deal. We need to come up with a nickname for him. I mean, there's probably like, there's the easy like Kirby. I mean, we, Kirby! Call Kirby 64. Yeah. That was, it was, I was thinking that, Marty. I was thinking that. Can we just call him King DDD. <laughs> Diamondbacks promoted outfielder Alec Thomas, we talked about. Mets released Robinson Cano. And Twins called up shortstop Royce Lewis, who, number one pick in the 2017 draft, has had multiple ACL injuries, finally getting a shot with the Twins. And he's a five-tool player that, again, maybe it's only short-term, and it's not going to be something that's long-term here this season, but has a great prospect pedigree, somewhere in the top 50 of prospects that you should take a gamble on here. Last thing you'll hear from me before we get to our buddy Doc here for some hitting streamers, the schedule for next week. You can see on screen, if you're watching on YouTube, seven games, six games, and five games. Just note that the Cincinnati Reds and Cleveland Guardians only play five games next week. And on the flip side, the Diamondbacks, the White Sox, and the Royals all play eight games. So the White Sox, the Royals, and the Diamondbacks play eight. And the Reds and the Guardians play five. If I did not say another team, they either play six or seven. So just make sure when you set your weekly rosters, you keep that in mind if you have anybody on either of those teams. All right, Doc, time for some hidden streamers. Why don't you go ahead and get down with those uh, those good hitters for us? You know, I was really torn from my first one because there's a couple Rockies I could pick, and I was leaning towards Brennan Rogers. I do like Jose Iglesias as a streamer also, but Brennan Rogers is owned in 32.4% of the ESPN leagues. And in the month of May, which is eight games that he's played, he's hit 313, one homer, eight RBI, six runs. Uh, he did set up, sit out Tuesday and Wednesday. I think those are kind of more maintenance rest days for him. Um, he is second base and shortstop eligible, so solidifies that middle infield. And the Rockies play six home games, and this is ultimately why I chose him over Iglesias, is because he has more home run upside. Iglesias will give you more uh, runs and average, but I prefer ceiling for course players. Next is going to be Mr. Yadiel Hernandez from the Washington Nationals. Owned in 19.4% of ESPN leagues. Last six games, he's been 13 for 29, one homer and four doubles. And for this season, 346, two homers, 15 RBIs, one steal. It's funny when you say stats like that, and then you realize people like Whitney Airfield have drastically underperformed just how much value you'd have playing them all season in your lineups. But Nats play six games all on the road, so factor in that he's going to get probably more at-bats. And the last, Mr. Jace Peterson, owned in 0.8% of ESPN League, so he's probably free in your league. Second base, first base, outfield, third base eligible, 
If you can't find a spot for him on your team, then congrats, you have constructed your roster poorly. Yay. <laughs> he said safely in the last four games where he has one homer, three RBIs, five runs, one stolen base. And the Brewers' offense has been hot. They have 64 runs over their last nine games. So you definitely want to ride the streak on that. They play six games next week, and one of those is against Patrick Corbin, who has been slightly better, slightly he's, better. He's shaking the, the core has-been label. Patrick Corbin has been listening to us trash him on this podcast. So, But I'm still picking people against Corbin. I like how you put versus Corbin in the parentheses there. You had yeah. to make sure that was highlighted. Exactly. For the people that are watching on YouTube, they have to know how much I dislike him. He's Owen. I think he's Owen five. Patrick core has been, has been turning it around slightly of late. Look, he's making 23 mil this year. He can deal with my cyber bullying. There you go. Now time for Marty parties. His two star pitchers here are right here. For us. Boom, boom, boom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As always, we're going to do two star pitchers. This is for next week. And give you the dates for those since some, there's like, depending on which site you're in, it's like three different weeks. So this is going to be two start streamers starting on Monday, May 16th, going through the 22nd. All right. We're going to start with your no doubters here. Uh, D. Mendy's boy, Dylan Cease. Oh, yeah. my, my heart is beating. Just real quick. How, how have you enjoyed, cause he's one of those guys, you, you know, you laid it out on the line. You said this guy's going to be great and he's been great. So how are you? How are you handling your success, D. Mendy? I, I, we, the listeners want to know. It's not good because Tanner Halk was that guy this year. <laughs> He's been ass. So there I'll take go. the good and the bad. You, you get some right, and you'll lose some. So they, they offset each other. All right. Well, Cease is at the Royals, and then at the Yanks. I like that. Logan Gilbert. He got he got roughed up last time, but I still like him here uh, at Toronto at Boston. It's gonna we're gonna see what he's made of. I mean, he's gonna be two uh, two hard starts on the road. Freddie Peralta, he's had a rough start of it so far. I'm still rolling him out there against Atlanta, especially against Washington. Zach Wheeler versus San Diego and the Dodgers. Uh, that's, that's a tough week, but he's your ace. You're drafting him in the first two, three rounds. You got you to play him. Luis Garcia at Boston and then versus Texas. Uh, Tyler McGill, St. Louis at Colorado. Shohei Otani at Texas versus Oakland. Lucas Giolito versus the Roy at Royals and then at the Yanks. Uh, that's going to be another tough week. And uh, this is where the White Sox are going to have to start turning it around. You know, Lance Lynn, I think he's going to be coming. Have we heard anything that from Lance Lynn? Doc, have you yeah. heard anything? I, I've uh, heard that he's going to be back in June. Beginning early of June. June. Early June, they said. Early June. Okay. So still got about three and three and a half more weeks. So these are must win games right now for the White Sox. Uh, Nathan Eovaldi versus Houston, then Seattle. Then Tony Gonsolin, still loving everything I'm seeing from him. He goes against the terrible Diamondbacks. And then, as Art already pointed out, the, the Rays are struggling. Um, so we'll be paying, taking those guys on on the road. And next is the, yeah, why not? You know, I don't, I don't love them, but you can't sit these guys right now. You just can't. Ian Anderson at Milwaukee at Miami. I know Milwaukee's really, uh, they're really hot right now, but you got them all out there. He's a, a quality start machine, especially for in quality starts. You got to start him every single week. Jesus Lazardo versus Washington at Atlanta. I know he's been getting beat up, but he got a, I've liked what I saw out of those first five starts. I think he's going to be able to continue that. Merrill Kelly out of nowhere. Raise your hand if you had Merrill Kelly on your team or you drafted. No, I thought he was complete balls. Doc, are you lying? Uh, I got him on a couple teams on a couple uh DC fifties because okay, yeah, well, he's a Pokemon, a draft and hold, yeah. He's a he's a Pokemon, okay. R- real okay, quick though, been... before I don't want to interrupt Marty. Really quick though, did you guys hear the Miles Michaelis story? No. Well, what? so you know how we call Jesus Lazardo the Lizard King? Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of this. That he actually ate a live lizard, and so they call him the Lizard King. Mm-hmm. Wow. You ever seen the? It's on. It's on the Twitter. Uh, the videos on Twitter. I think it was last year he did that. But yeah, he's a wild oh man. I'm be, be watching it after the show. But I, Lizardo is still the Lizard King. But Michaelis, he may have to outgrow the porn or the uh, porn star name because I think that's what a porn star would do. You know what I that's mean? That's true. Just be, yeah, some kind of weird reptile. He can be the porn star still for our show, I guess. Right, and the porn star is going to be on the road next week. So go check him out versus the Mets, and then at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's terrible. Run anybody out there against them. Wait, Marty, um, you remember when you had Miles Michaelis on your sit list? Yeah, and you know what? I, it was on my questionable list. Thank you very much. Go back. Interns. Okay. <laughs> Jose Arquides will be at Boston versus Texas. Tyler Anderson. Oh, gosh. 
Hey, have you saw what what have you seen what Tyler Anderson has done? Go look, everybody. Here's your assignment from Uncle Marty. Go on his baseball savant page. Go check out his ERA. Go check how he, how he's done. It's been absolutely stunning. He's against the terrible Diamondbacks, and he's going to set you. He's going to set you up to fail. Marty's having you do this. He's going to make you think that pitching Tyler Anderson's a good idea. And this week get it chills. is. This week it is, y'all. Okay. Just just tune in, enjoy it. And uh, Jake Gordy, how did he do last week? I'm just wondering, Doc. Oh. And, Oh, he did. He did well. He, he did. did. He well. did. He, he did. did. He, I'm, I'm gonna doing you, this all over you, Eric. I, I'm gonna give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give Marty kudos later in the show. Don't worry. Okay. Good. That's all. That's all I want. Okay. Um, Jameson Tyone is still continuing to do it. Um, at Baltimore versus Chicago White Sox, the Yankees staff has just been absolutely amazing. Their their offense is on point. They're winning almost every single game. So you got to roll them out there. Corey Kluber is he back? Back? I mean. I can't imagine a better. I mean, look at the, look at these two stars. First, Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not officially a Marty Party segment until Doc breaks his balls. I've noticed that too. I have noticed that too. It just, it's but just crazy, Marty right? said he would drop, and uh, Tyler says Marty said he would drop me if I didn't enter the chat tonight. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, that's, that's very true. Thank you, Tyler. Finally, it's only I think my seventieth episode on the pod, but uh, my girlfriend finally made it. We made it, guys. Tyler. You're uh, you're the favorite girlfriend of the show, just so you know. It's true. We now um, know she exists. So Corey Kluber versus Detroit at Baltimore. Um, I mean, it doesn't get those two matchups are amazing. Enjoy those. Doc, you said you didn't know what risky business is. So for those of you who are tuned in, this is Tom who's sliding in his in his underwear. It's a classic '80s movie, Risky Business. Um, th- this doesn't spark anything, Doc. You don't know. You have no He's idea. Seen- what this is? I've, I've, seen, I've seen, seen I've seen the spoof commercial when yeah. it was like Kobe A Rod like for the Grammys like years ago. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, okay, okay. doesn't count, but I get it. Um, so yeah, these are the risky business guys. I mean, you, you you may start them if you're desperate. If you know it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you need some strikeouts or you maybe hoping for a win or something like that. But I don't recommend these guys. But it, it, hey, they're not they're not taking seats yet. So Brad Keller versus the White Sox versus Minnesota. Chris Flexen at Toronto at Boston. Madison Bumgarner versus the Dodgers, and then at the Cubs, uh, Yusei Kikuchi, uh, Lucas. So this is uh, Lucas's favorite pick out of these. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi versus Seattle and Cincinnati. I mean, I can't disagree with that. Those are two uh, pretty good matchups. Cincinnati is just not even a professional baseball team at this point, so definitely run them out there. Alex Wood at Colorado versus San Diego. And then these are my – why don't you just – why don't you take a seat? Your Chris Harrison's. Chris Hansen, David. Chris Hansen, sorry. Chris Hansen. What, what did you think was going to happen today? Anyway, take a seat. Um, these are the guys you're not going to start. It, it sounds like you've been on that show. Anyway, <laughs> take a seat. <laughs> Tanner Houck versus Houston versus Seattle. DMND, I had to do it. He's. I just can't do it right now. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Hicks at the Mets at Pittsburgh. Martin Perez, Angels at Houston. Keegan Thompson versus Pittsburgh versus Arizona. I mean, those are two amazing matchups. So if you're feeling super frisky, I don't know, maybe do it. Uh, Kyle Bradish, uh, New York Yanks, Tampa Bay. We already went over. He's not. You can't. You can't start him right now. Justin Steele uh, versus Pittsburgh, Arizona again. Uh, Antonio Senzatella versus the Yankees versus Tampa Bay. Vince Velasquez at Kansas City at the Yankees. Taylor Hearn versus the Angels at Houston. Zach Logue. Udu. <laughs> Logie, I don't Logie? even know. There you go. You know, it, exactly. It doesn't matter. Take a seat. Minnesota, and then at, at the, um, you know, the Los Angeles Angels are number one in team OPS. So don't it doesn't play. shock me. They've been hot. They're absolutely incredible. Um, Chris uh, Bubik versus the White Sox, Minnesota. Bryce Wilson at Chicago versus the Cardinals. Uh, Bo Brisky versus Tampa Bay at Cleveland. Aaron Sanchez at Miami at Milwaukee, and then lastly, Chris Archer at Oakland at Kansas City. Do not start any of those players. Thank you. I just saw. Oh, I just saw Matt check in. I've been Matt is my guy. I just had to make sure. Tanner Houck has hurt me more than he knows. Matt, me and you are together on that, brother, because I've Houck in so many places, and I just shot down the standings of so many leagues. So I feel that pain for sure. And he said I drafted him way too high. Yep. Me and you both, buddy. What we're gonna we're riding this train together. Hopefully, we gets back on the track soon. Marty, do you hate uh, Zach Leguay so much that you put at Allah? Allah, yeah. At Allah. <laughs> Allah. No, no. no. Uh, at 
Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim in California. I think uh, Britton gave us the name for Bubik, his nickname. No, he puts Bubik in a corner. I thought he was Bubik Air. <laughs> Either of those work. <laughs> Bubik Air, but he puts Buber in a corner. Kyle Hendricks, a two-start next week. I can check that for you, Lucas. As far as next week, Kyle Hendricks, uh, on Fantasy Pros, they don't even have... I think he's one-star because he went Monday. I think he, this week's a two-star. Yeah, he's not, as of right now, he's not a yeah. two-star pitcher, but I've been doing this for the last four weeks. you got to check it Sunday night. It could all change. Yeah, yeah. so he's saved to start Saturday against Arizona right now. Yeah. So Yeah, I would definitely start him against Arizona. I'm going to. That's he's a risky guy, but yeah, those are the weekend warriors. And I forgot to give you the weekend warriors. Weekend warriors that's the two star pitchers. Jeez. I'm getting all mixed up all over the place. We are moving and grooving, Doc. Why don't you go ahead and why don't you give us your pitching streamers? All right. So first one we got here, Dane Dunning, the nickname Alter Ego. Yeah, it's like my that. alter ego. It is gonna stick. So Dane Dunning, who's owned in 7.6% of ESPN leagues, if you take out the game against the Yank, or um, the last three starts, he has 14.1 innings pitched, four earned, four walks, 17 Ks. Can you take which, out his, can you just do his last three starts? Are you allowed to do that? Uh, I was looking at the last three starts, which good good opponents at New York versus Atlanta and versus Houston. They're going to be in uh, Texas this week to play the Red Sox who have actually been pretty cold. They scored two runs or less in four out of their last five games. And Dane Dunning has been really good limiting home runs this year. He's at .84 home runs per nine, which is a career low for him. And its ground ball rate is high like it was last year, 52.7%. So I really like him as a streamer this weekend against the Red Sox. The next is going to be Mr. Jordan Lyles, owned in 3.9% of ESPN leagues. And this is where I was going. If you take out the Start at the Yankees. Who's ah, been, ah, there you who's, go. Who's been relatively hot. He has three earned in his last 18.1 innings, 17 Ks. He's gone at least 4.2 innings in every start, so he hasn't gotten bombed to the point where he's getting out there in the first inning. Jake Odorizzi just did well against the Tigers. This is your Tigers, reason? Okay? Yes. <laughs> Why do you hey, put Jake that Odorizzi on did well. Jake, Jake Odorizzi <laughs> did well. I think Jordan Lyles is a, is slightly better than Jake Odorizzi. For those that aren't watching on YouTube, he has it literally as a bullet point of why you it is. Start it him. is a bullet point that Jake Odorizzi did well, and just how bad the Tigers are. They've gotten shut out in two out of their last five games. Uh, this they were shut out until this better not be the Saturday night game, but I'm going to. <laughs> they, I think they were shut out until like the eighth inning today. I'm gonna look right out while he goes through his last guy, Marty. And then the last one here. Rich Hill, now this is contingent that he gets activated from the COVID-19 list. Um, as of Wednesday, he stopped having symptoms, so he's on pace to make his start Saturday. But he's gone four innings in all five starts this season, a season-high five innings, which isn't that impressive, but I guess when you factor in, he's 42 years old. But his last three starts hasn't given up any earned runs, 13 innings, four walks, 11 Ks, playing at Texas, which is a hitter's ball or a pitcher's ballpark. Don't uh don't look at that error on there, but not not huge into the waiver or the streamers this week. But I think that these are all safe floor guys that can give you five six innings, hopefully three or less earned runs. Not huge K upside, but you know you'll you'll take the good ratios that you can get and hopefully a win. Marty, did you say you're going Friday or Saturday? I'll be going Saturday, so I'm gonna miss them. Good, you're, you just lucked out. Yeah, <laughs> what, you don't want to see Jordan Lyles. Lord was smiling on you for that one. You don't want to see Jordan Lyles throw Jim? No. All right, I hope it gets rained out Friday and he has to pitch Saturday. Doubleheader. Hey, why are you wishing so bad on my guy Marty here? Marty the Tigers are like game. getting roughed up enough. We don't need this. Yeah, we don't. All right, Marty, why don't you go ahead and give us our weekend Warriors? All right, let's hop in. It reminds me of the, um, what's the Kung Fu show that's on Netflix that's brought back from the 80s, The Karate Kid? But um, No, isn't it... Um, Cobra Kai, Kai. that's what it reminds yeah. me of, like a, like a Cobra Kai intro. So anyway, I can't think of you know, Cobra Kai, Weekend Warrior, Warriors, it's so facto, same thing here. So let's uh, start here. Um, these are going to be your Weekend Warriors for this upcoming weekend. So that's going to be the 13th or the 16th, your Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You're desperate, right? You're looking at you're looking at your Yahoo app, your ESPN app. You know, maybe you're not working right now, you know, because you just, only thing you can tell is, that, hey, I'm down in runs, I'm down in home runs, I'm down in steals, I need something. So these are the guys going to give you a little bit of a push uh, coming up for this upcoming weekend. 
We're going to start with Ben Gamble, outfielder for the Pittsburgh Pirates, 7% rostered. He has four games. Um, this, this actually starts Thursday, um, starting tomorrow, but he has four games against the Reds at home. Uh, Gamble's leading off for the Pirates over the last seven days. He's, he's uh, 12 out of his last 28 with five runs. He's got a home run, six RBIs, a 484 OBP, and a 714 slug. He's going to play every single day. He's hitting at the top of the lineup. Not a good lineup, but he's going to, you know, you don't got to worry about whether or not he's going to be in there day in, day out. So start with Gamble and then moving on to Colton Wong. He's 41% rostered. I think that's, um, I mean, that's a little low. Even for like a 12 team league, I think he should be rostered at this point. Um, Milwaukee second baseman. Uh, he's six out of his last 22 with five runs, one homer, two RBIs. And what we are all looking for every single day steals. He's got two swipes in, in the last uh, seven days. He's got a 370 OBP and he has three games at Miami, who's, you know, the, the ballpark's not great for power and their, um, their pitching staff looks pretty good. But he's going to be, you know, working in that Milwaukee Brewers offense, which we've already kind of went over. It's, it's absolutely on fire right now. Uh, number three is going to be Brandon Nimmo. He's back as a weekend warrior. Uh, last time I called him as a weekend warrior, he instantly got COVID. Hopefully uh, that does not happen again. He's got the, his antibodies up and he's, uh, you know, hasn't been in any, uh, I don't know, weird parties or something. Anyway, uh, outfielder for the Mets, 29% rostered. He's six of the four is the last 18. Over the last seven days, uh, he has eight, uh, three runs, two RBIs, a 500 OBP, and he needs an OBP monster. He's leading off every day for the Mets. So he has three home games versus Seattle. They're pitching staffs middling at best, so I, I really like where he's at. I want to give a shout-out to Jace Peterson, as Doc's already highlighted. He was my fourth guy. I mean, on Yahoo, first base, second base, third base and outfield eligibility, only 1% rostered, three games at Miami. He has three stolen bases over the last seven days, and he's playing every day, seventh or eighth, ninth in the lineup, but he's day in, day out playing. All right, let's move on to the pitchers here. I, th I think everyone's going to enjoy this one, and I can't believe he is back from the dead, and I'm actually going to suggest this, but Jose Quintana, 3% oh. rostered, at home versus the worst team in baseball, the Cincinnati Reds. So, hey, so far this year, he's got a 270 um, ERA, a 1.20 whip. Over in 30 innings, he has 25 strikeouts. He's even got you a win on the Pirates, and they don't have many. So this is one of those things where you're super desperate. You're going against the Reds. You can't – you really can't do worse, but, hey, it's still not too bad. Number two, Tyler Wells for the Baltimore Orioles, 4% roster. He actually might be the guy that will be going against me when I do go to the game. Um, he's playing, going against the Tigers. The 27 year old has a respectable 3.75 ERA, a 1.13 whip. He has 17 strikeouts and just four walks over 24 innings, uh, this season. And he has six starts. So he's been, you know, um, pitching pretty well. Uh, I actually thought he maybe their closer coming into the year because of his stuff was pretty nasty, but they, you know, put him in the starting rotation and he's doing pretty well. We've already well documented how bad the Tigers are. It's not too bad of a match, too bad of a stream if you're desperate. And hey, can't, if you're saying desperate, I think Nick Pavetta and, and desperate kind of go hand in hand, especially at this point in the uh, in the year. So, <laughs> what was his name? Nick Pavetta. <laughs> We're censoring. Boston Red Sox only seven percent roster. He's going. He's going to be at Texas. Um, so he has a six point zero eight WHIP or uh, ERA. His WHIP's one point six one. He has 29 Ks over his last 26 innings, but last game out, he showed why the robot, um, you know, he drafted him a lot. He went six shutout innings versus the White Sox. He had eight Ks over that six innings. So, hey, he might be back on track here. He's going to um, – I'm not worried about him getting innings. So, if you want somebody you need maybe a quality start, you're extremely desperate, Pavetta at Texas Rangers. Those are the weekend warriors. Nice warriors. Ready to go into battle. All right. Time to quickly now, we're going to go to another good segment here. We have Arts Charts. Uh, I'm going to have to fight against that name. I, I, Arts Charts I, I, it puts too much pressure, it. It puts too much pressure on me to create a chart every week. And, uh, and I'll I think about Arts Charts and Trends. Arts Charts and Trends. Perfect. And the one trend going on this week, crypto's down. Oh, and <laughs> One thing that's up is my happiness at all those people who told me I was dumb for not investing. Stop, Art. Stop, Art. Stop investments. <laughs> it's a trend. There's a trend. Sad crypto investors. Uh, but now let's talk about baseball. The market. <laughs> okay. 
2021 to 2022 comparison. I don't know if you if you remember last week. I I looked over the three true outcomes and how um, home runs plus walks was the same and as a percentage of the three true outcomes, three true outcomes as they were coming out. But if you look compare 21 to 22. 2021 to 2022, uh, you can see that 36% of the plate appearances in one season ago ended in a three, in a strikeout walk or home run. In this season, it's 34% ended in a strikeout walk or a home run. That is a 2% increase in fielding outs. Um, this, uh, this appears to be, um, something that is, is continuing throughout the season as it goes. A lot of people blame the ball. I think the ball is an easy, easy thing to, to point to as, as why this is happening. I do also know that, uh, Major League Baseball has been trying to, to create less strikeouts, less home runs in the game and, and, and generate more offense, uh, through, through the old fashioned way. So this, this could be just the manifestation 2% decrease in the three true outcome approach. Uh, it could just be the, uh, you know, the, and, and it's had a dramatic change on our viewing of the game, but it could just be, uh, that little 2% difference could, could be one of the things that's making everything seem so wacky to us. So if you're looking from 2021 to 2022, singles, doubles, stolen base attempts, and fielding outs are all up. Triples, home runs, and strikeouts are down. Um, we're going to get to that question, Kyle, in one second. I just want Art to finish his arts charts and trends. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, so, so this is, uh, this is a trend that I'll keep, we'll keep monitoring throughout the season. Uh, singles, doubles, and stolen base attempts up. This is, uh, this is a interesting thing. This is very much like, uh, baseball in the 1970s and 80s were, were singles, doubles, and stolen base attempts and fielding outs. Uh, that was when a lot of people that are involved in the fantasy baseball space started watching baseball. So it'll be very familiar to a lot of us. But when you look over the last week, batting average is up to 239 in the past week with 3.1 home runs per 100 at bats. That is up. Those are both up. 239 is up over last season's batting averages even now. And it raised the current season's batting average to over last season's batting average at this point as well. So we are starting to see an increase in batting average, seeing an increase in stolen base attempts, and now home runs are increasing 3.1 home runs per 100 at bats. Last season, they were at 3.5 to this point, but up until this past week, we were at 2.8 home runs per 100 at bats. So this is a small increase, about a 10% increase. Um, so that's a good thing. Now I decided for something useful. I wanted to give something of fantasy relevance in the trends section, uh, and the charts and trends. So, uh, this, this list, the list that is on your screen, and I will read it out, are the catchers that have been stolen on the most this season, though. So if you are short on steals and would like to stream, this catcher that has been stolen on the most is Jacob Stallings. Austin Hedges for Cleveland is second. Travis Darno for Atlanta is third. You will also see, uh, T Tucker Barnhart for Detroit, Tyler Stevenson for Cincinnati, Joey Bart for San Francisco, and Christian Vasquez for Boston. Uh, pitchers are also something you want to look to steal against. Noah Syndergaard is one of the easiest pitchers to steal against. His catcher, Max Stassi, here on the list as well. Uh, Austin Nola hasn't thrown anyone out this season. 12 steals in 12 attempts. Contreras has a, Wilson Contreras likes to try and pick players off first base and do it in a flashy way, but he's not great at throwing out steals. So uh, that's someone else you can target as well as uh, Omar Narvaez from Milwaukee. Mitch Garver's the last name on this list, but uh, we, we did see that he just went on the IL. So if you're looking to, to get some steals, it looks like Miami is one team you want to target. Stallings has been stolen on the most this, this season. And uh, those are the trends I'm looking at. I always, love arts charts and trends and i never know how to follow up from that honestly um but i'm gonna try because we have a great question in the chat 
here from Kyle, who's checking in here. Well, before, I'll, I'll, before that, I'll put a uh, love arts charts, but I had no idea for <laughs> an hour. <laughs> arts check mating where he discusses moves like Arabian mates, clicks, chicks. <laughs> oh my God. Brent, you are the man. You're so you're too much sometimes, but I love it. Uh, this is a question from Kyle here who I wanted to address because he asked me in, in the DMs and this would be a good discussion question here. I'm the one uh, messaging you. Whenever you get a chance, I'd love to hear a debate on the rankings of Woodruff, Cease, Webb, Sandy, and Freddie Peralta. So why don't we go around real quick, and you put those guys in order rest of season for each single one of you guys here. As it stands today for me, I think I go Cease, Woodruff, Sandy, Webb and Peralta. So Cease, Woodruff, Sandy, Webb, and Peralta would be how I would rank it. But they all are in like a somewhat a similar tier for me. Or if anything, maybe like Cease and Woodruff are like the end of one tier, and then Sandy, Webb, and, and Freddie are like a little bit lower there. Uh, Doc, what about you? You know, it's funny. I was thinking about that same order. I think Cease is the first. Um... I'll go Woodruff, Sandy. I'll switch Peralta and Webb at four and five. What about you, Marty? I mean, I got the hat on everything. Brandon Woodruff, number one. C's number two. Sandy, three. Webb, four. Peralta, five. What about you, LC? I'm concerned with Woodruff, actually. He's had some poor results this season. Um, He's still... The underlying still looks good, but his results have not been good. Um... So Woodruff is a bit scary to me. I might bump him down from normal. Like I would have had him number one on this list by a long way to start before the season started. Mm-hmm. Now I'd probably put him below Cease. Uh, just rest of season, Woodruff second. I go Webb, Peralta, Sandy. Whoa, spicy! I think, I think next. Um, I like yeah, Sandy. Sandy's strikeout issues are are. Are worrying me because he's st- he's not striking out guys. He's walking he's, a lot of guys too. He can't yeah. get any wins. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. So I was gonna say we were all on board with like um, well, LC Doc and myself like Cease number one. Marty likes Woodruff, and then obviously LC. Who did you have number two? Logan Webb. I I had Woodruff too. Just 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 based on my preseason, and I didn't want gotcha. to bubbling down too much okay so east woodruff some way combination those are top two and then i think the other three are are uh all over kind of all around there so i think it's a really good question because these are all five pitchers and like again somewhat in a similar range there but i think we all feel that cease and woodruff in some way shape or form are in the top two and then let me ask you as a woodruff owner how do you feel about him rest of the season so I'm definitely a little nervous, but like the velocity isn't down like a ton. It's down a little bit and he's still getting a lot of strikeouts. I just don't know if it's because the weather isn't warm yet. And he's one of those pitchers that might start heating up once the summer goes. I put this out on Twitter and I said, I'm not worried about Woodruff yet, but now like my ears are up. Like I'm, I'm perked up his bad starts before. I'm like, Oh, it's just a bad start. I'm now I'm like, when he starts, I'm actually watching his box score and I'm watching the games mm-hmm. because yeah. he doesn't is not a locked in guy like he has been in the past. So, well, he's leaving a lot of balls out over the plate, and when mm-hmm. you actually look at his biggest, like you look at a stat cast from this year to last year, it's all about hard hit data. Last mm-hmm. year, there was nothing but soft contact. This year, they are destroying the ball. Yeah, so I mean, it's hopefully it's something too like he'll see or coaches will see, and he'll make adjustments. Obviously, he's a very fastball heavy pitcher. Uh, but we've seen guys like Lance Lynn and, and others that are primarily fastball guys. You can get away with that if you have the right movement and you mix up your fastballs a little bit. So I'm not worried about Woodruff yet, but he's definitely, I think, now gone behind Cease because Cease's strikeouts and his walks are, again, like more mm-hmm. manageable than they have been. Uh, Cease is, is legit an ace now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I want to say the thing about Woodruff of why I wasn't as high on others is we haven't seen the large sample size from him. Like he went nine and ten with a two fifty six ERA last year and one hundred seventy nine innings. 
The year before that, obviously, in a short 2020, he threw 73. The year before that, 121, but a 3.62 ERA. Like he hasn't had that that uh, great stretch of dominance to put him in the top three to five starting pitchers that he. I was disagree, ranked. though. I feel like he has had a decent run of success. He's had a decent, but I would I I didn't feel comfortable taking him in the first round of leagues this year. Well, I guess the question is, where are you ranking seats? I did my rankings for the Triple Play Patreon, and for that, I had Dylan Cease, I think, at SP14. Mm-hmm. He was and 19 that was, for me would, going would, into the season. So, yeah. I'm sorry? I said he was 19 for me going into the season, so I, I would Where is he now? I don't know. I haven't probably... Let, let me ask you guys around top, the horn. Top 15. Who would you rather have rest the season, Dylan Cease or Giolito? Giolito. Giolito. I'm going Giolito barely, but I, I don't think it's a crazy it's a lot question. closer than it was. That's for yeah. sure. And yeah. I want to say that I that Webb actually, his whip has been poor. I, I didn't realize how many hits he's been giving up the last few starts. Um, I probably bump him down below Sandy and Freddie. May put Webb in last if I was going to, after after doing a little bit of look on his on his uh, stats. He's been giving up a lot of hits lately. Well, I think it's a pretty good discussion. Kyle, thanks for bringing that into the chat. I hope you have more of those types of questions because that's fun to debate on these types of shows. Uh, you guys know we like to keep it roughly around an hour, so we're going to leave the question in game for next week. Marty Ray has them ready to go, so we'll just bump it to next week. But <laughs> I don't like bumping Marty, but in those rare occasions, we got to there. <laughs> Uh, but just as you guys know, we love all the questions in the chat here on the YouTube channel. It's our favorite thing to do. Just interact with everybody that listens to the show or just wants advice and just talk with us throughout the show. So if you enjoy these, make sure you check them out. Usually every Thursday evening, sometimes on Wednesdays, depending on schedule. But if you follow any of us on Twitter, we'll make sure we post that stuff for you guys. And if you enjoy the content on YouTube, please make sure you're liking and subscribe to the content. Turn that notification bell on so you'll get a notification every time this show goes live. And then make sure you guys leave a comment below. Any future things you want us to discuss here, if there's things you'd like us to improve on or things you really like. Maybe you like Marty's hat. I don't know. Whatever you want to make sure, let us know. And then on the podcast, always leave us a review. Make sure you're subscribed there. All those go out the day after we record because LC is a master editor there. And uh, yeah, that's probably going to wrap us up for this week. Gentlemen, are you guys ready for a great weekend of baseball? Fingers crossed that we're not getting another monsoon. We can hope so. I'm not getting any golf in, so I will be watching baseball. Oh, gosh. We almost made it one podcast without mentioning golf. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Got to make sure I throw that in there. Uh, you can find Doc at Triple Fantasy, Marty at Marty underscore Tallman, and LC at Art underscore T underscore Z on Twitter. Find me at DMendio2 on Twitter. Enjoy your baseball over the weekend. Hope your fantasy teams do well. And until next time, we're going to make like a bread truck and we're going to haul these buttons. Catch you guys next week.